In an announcement like this, you could have expected a fanfare and a rousing cheer after all the work that's gone into reaching this momentous decision. But instead, it was all confirmed in less than five minutes in an online council committee meeting. What we're agreeing here is the principle of it. The detail will follow, but we need this approval for the serious work to commence. The team from 40 Central were elated, relieved, and feeling more than little trepidation in what they and the local community will have to do. I met up with Jeff Pearson, Morag Phillips and Jane Saywell in one of Miss Morag's studios at the Lothian Dance Academy. And Jeff explained that, thanks to the pandemic, they're actually much better prepared than they would have been had the decision been taken this time last year. We've lost a whole year in COVID, but we haven't lost our thinking time. So we've been thinking about where we go. So we're much better set up for the future than we might have been if we'd had the same event last May as we might have done. So what kind of things have you been doing? We're getting ready. In fact, we're getting more than ready. We are going to get people to help us make this a real business. The life that we've promised, the new life for the, for the town hall in the heart of Portobello, is going to be made by it being new. Not just going back to the past and doing what we used to do. It's going to be all the new things that are coming that people want to do for the future. And that was the important thing. Over the past two years nearly, you've actually been out and you've been consulting the people of Portobello about what they actually want from this building. Yes. Uh, curiously, the amount of stuff we got was amazing. I hadn't expected it. I had thought that initially we would just get the same old. But in our report, which Jane produced a wordle for, there are over a hundred ideas of things that could be done. And many of them will be done. So that is a, a kind of moment in time where you realise that the community is more than Portobello just being its same. It is a lively, creative place. Now, two years ago, we first realised there was a problem when Miss Morag, Morag Phillips of Lothian Dance Academy, suddenly thought that she was about to be shut out of the town hall for her annual show, and you actually, dare I say, threw a hissy fit. Yes, it's fair to say I was a bit sort of a, you know, two or three hundred people relying on me, and we were told that we wouldn't be able to use the town hall. My hissy fit worked because actually they did do something to make it safe enough to go in to finish the show. But as soon as I finished, that was then closed. And I was really disappointed because I love the town hall. I love the look of it. My studio's at the back of it. I see it every day. And I wanted it lively and open again, like it used to be, but better. And when I realised people were getting together to maybe do it, people got in contact with me and this wonderful group got together, you know, six, I think now eight people involved who have been having meetings every week, working, everybody using their own skills to do things. Because I did at first think, well, what can little Miss Morag do? But luckily other people had more faith. And um, I spent quite a long time, even though we knew we didn't have it, I was looking about to find users from the past, if they'd be willing to come back, and users from the future, and new people and new hirers, which obviously I wasn't telling them that we had the hall. But I said, if we got the hall, and I got the most amazing response. People really want it. Some people even thought 
it wasn't being used anymore because it hadn't been marketed properly for years. So I'm really, I mean, I'm so excited. I could hardly sleep. I was up early this morning because I couldn't sleep. It's just so exciting. But I have to be honest, a bit scary because there is a lot of work to do. But we're only the inner onion skin. There's another onion skin and then another one of people wanting to volunteer and help. And hopefully that'll you know, expand so that the whole community is involved. So this is a project that's good to work. I have lots of confidence. Now, one of the things you mentioned there is you were approaching people who used to know. A lot of dance academies used to use the town hall in the same way as you did for their annual shows. And there were a lot of other organisations which simply had fallen away. Yes. I mean, for instance, we still had wrestling going on. And through looking at the wrestling people from before, I found three other people that did promotions. Um, that moved on to boxing people, who I'm now really friendly with, you know, boxing. <laughs> and things like going through wedding events and people that do, what do you call them, the ladies that do the humanist services and things. So I've got contacts with lots of people. When I was a little girl, I lived in West Lothian. I went to Highland dancing competitions in Portobello Town Hall. So it's actually not just the local community. It pulls things in from other places. It's an absolute amazing hall, and it's something that Edinburgh needs because there's nothing that size. There's Leith that's massive, which is great. There's Churchill Theatre in Brunton that are actually about 342 seats. But here you have a sort of middle size from four to 600. It's like an in-between size. And... We need it for Edinburgh, not just for Portobello. Obviously, Portobello first and the surrounding areas. So I'm delighted, absolutely delighted, and very, very proud to be working with all these people. It's been amazing. Well, let me turn now to Jane Saywell. Jane, you are the finance director of the Wash House, but you've been heavily involved with this project. And the last time we spoke to you was in March last year. And you identified that... There would be a lot of financial challenges if Porty Central got the town hall. Well, it's no longer if, is it? It really isn't. The financial challenges, there's no point pretending, the financial challenges are legion, but they're not insurmountable. So one of the things we did during this thinking time that Jeff was talking about in the planning and part of the proposal was to pull together a really in-depth financial forecast. It's still just a best guess, but it's based on Morag's work, pulling together potential hires. It's based on talking to that second layer of the onion. It's talking to people who've been events managers and how that space could work. It's leaning on the expertise of myself and also Jen Elliott, who is the treasurer of Belfield as well. And we've pulled all that together and we thought, you know, this can work. We pulled this financial forecast together. Yes, the first 18 months, potentially two years, would have to be grant funded. But in the long term, there's a viable business here. And then, given that it's just our best guess, we currently have money from the Architectural Heritage Fund, and we're using that to pay architects to look at the building. And we're using that to pay a chap called Rob Robinson, who is going to do a business viability study, which will confirm or deny our findings and potentially may find new uses. But what's key in this, and the only way it will work, is if Belfield Washhouse and the Town Hall all come together and provide the best facilities for Portobello and Craig Miller as a ward. We need to think beyond the Town Hall. We can't be cannibalising each other's markets. One of the interesting things was I interviewed Justin Kenrick earlier this year 
And he said that there was a good cause for Action Porti no longer to be Belfield, but actually to be set up as a development trust in its own right and therefore have responsibility for all of these things and beyond indeed to, the, for example, having a, an interest in what's happening along Seafield. I think Justin's right. I think there's definitely a case for some kind of coordinating body. I'm not sure what form that would take or what governance would be around that and whether control over everything would be too much. But definitely a coordinating body where we can all collaborate around particular issues and work together. For example, the wash house have borrowed the Belfields, Mister, during COVID, that sort of thing. Just to be more efficient and to really tackle the issues that surround our neighbourhood. Can I turn back to... Jeff Pearson, because what Jane has just been talking about requires marketing. And I think that is something you have seriously been looking at. Yes. I was thinking actually about this quite a long time ago. We all met in January 2020. And I think in that first meeting, only only one person knew one other. So suddenly we were a group. And then as the work went on, more and more people joined the onion skins that Morag's talking of. And the onion skins are already beginning to market the place. People are feeding off each other to find out what they need to do. What we're looking at at the moment, we're about to recruit, is a a manager who would do a number of things. Help us with the project of putting the building back into a good state. And also prepare the way for a booking system, a marketing system somewhere where you could phone up and book a room, book a space, book a time. And once you can do that easily, which you couldn't do with the council, that will then enable us to say, right, we can market heavily. You can now come to us with your daft ideas for an event, your great ideas for an event, your superb ideas, and we will probably be able to find a way of doing it. And we need somebody who's got the imagination to see that events that we they want to put on can be done in our, our set of premises, perhaps with some modification. So when do you think the building will be in a state where you can start to use it? If you remember back to Belfield, they had to wait for a time in order for it to be suitable. So when will that be true for the downhole? We're working from a rather negative base. The rumour got round the town that the building was unsafe. There is no evidence whatsoever that it's unsafe. The architects have crawled with me through the roof. We've not found anything which would say, hmm, that looks a bit iffy. We see lots of things where you'd say, that looks a bit shabby, and it's TLC that's required. But it's no more maintenance required than in most houses of the age in Portobello. So we think that by the turn of the year, we will know what needs to be done and we will have the finance to do it. Those two things have to go hand in hand. So we need to know and, and have the money. And my expectation, a personal one from having clambered, is that by the 1st of April, we will be in a fit state to open at least most of the building. There are some areas which might need something else, but I think we'll be having a grand April Fool's Day in 2022, with no fools about at all. And Morag, you're... 2022 show? I'm hoping my fingers are crossed behind my back because I haven't even started looking for anywhere else and the children need to do a show because of Covid they've missed out so much. So I have got everything crossed. But obviously if it's not ready I'll just have to, you know, wait to the following year. But really it would be wonderful way to 
if we could be one of the first ones in, you know, having been the last ones out, actually, that would be quite interesting. The Tanho was built for the people of Portobello over a hundred years ago. It's played a part in the lives of generations of us, from dances to concerts, from weddings to sporting events, and so much more. Now that it's back to being our town hall, it's up to us to make the most of it.